Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, folks, we're back once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This is Tom Wallace. Yesterday, I started on this topic. Why is it that our young people hate America? Why is it that they're growing up and being taught uh, to hate America? And this is an important question, and we really need to get to some answers. Let me read to you from the New York Post. This was uh, put out here in February of this year. And it starts off by quoting Thomas Jefferson. He wrote this down in his journal at a young age. He said, a government is like everything else. To preserve it, we must love it. As a young man, Thomas Jefferson carefully copied those words. It was a quote from a political philosopher, Montesquieu. Montesquieu is widely quoted by our founding fathers, a great influence on the ideals of our republic. And, and, and basically, he is saying this, everything therefore depends on establishing this love in a republic. Jefferson continues writing, and to inspire it ought to be the principal business of education. So basically, our founding father said this, we need to pass this on to our children why our republic is important, why our form of government is important, why we did what we did, why we broke off from the tyrants of Great Britain through from the king and taxation without representation and, and all this stuff. This needs to be taught, this principle, so that our government, in order for it to be preserved, we must love it. And if we're beginning to develop a future generation that doesn't love our country, we are going to be in trouble. Our nation will not live very long. Now, I know I'm largely speaking to Americans, but this applies to your country, too, if you're listening in Canada, if you're listening in Europe, wherever you're listening to Fortress of Faith today. If you are developing a future society, your children, to not love their nation and their and and their laws and your history and not, not not all of our history is something that we're going to be proud of but we ought to be proud of the fact that we made changes to correct what was wrong and so uh this is vitally important and i and, and i want to bring your attention to some of the things that i'm reading and i'm studying as to why is it that our young people are hating America. Let me read to you quickly from an Arizona student. He wrote an open letter on this very topic. And basically, uh, he began his, uh, his thing. My school textbooks, my school textbooks are teaching us to hate America. And he gives some examples of this. He says, and he's a student studying ethics. I've been shocked to find out that the word ethics has a different meaning in our universities than it does elsewhere. In universities, ethics is a term used to describe beliefs that America is an evil tyrant, which does nothing but victimize the world's people and environment, and that Christians and Caucasians, which that's the white race, right, white people, are creations of the devil who must be defeated. <laughs> so in other words, the white man and Christians are agents of the devil. The devil's created us. And that 
we must be defeated. This is what they're being taught in our schools. This is what he's saying is, is in their textbooks. A number of topics that he's had to study here in his last few semesters, a moral case for socialism, white privilege, male privilege, capital uh, production and the environment and, and all that. He, he writes and says, I spent the last third of the semester learning about a pot, about a, uh, the positive long overdue effects of affirmative action. You know what affirmative action was back in the 60s. And, you know, they, they tried to balance the books and said, okay, if your company only has hired X amount of black people and you've got a large amount of white people or women or to males and stuff there. So affirmative action is basically trying to balance the records. You know, you talk about privilege. Uh, the privileged people today are those who are black or, or women because you get jobs, even though you're not quite qualified for it, but uh, they've got to keep up these numbers. And so that's what affirmative action is all about. Then he goes on uh, saying he had to study the racist structure of American society, something that they call white commodity, which is a term used to describe the supposed unspoken rule that black people are only viewed as human beings if they are world class at what they do. And then goes on about how white people are always given a free pass and they get the front line in life on everything. And so this is this white privilege stuff that nonsense is being taught. And then he said this, although this was interesting. This material is being taught at an institution of higher education by professors who hold PhDs. Every year, tens of thousands of students are being taught these beliefs before they enter the adult society in America. The scary part is that Arizona State isn't even known as a liberal institution. I can't imagine what they are being, uh, what they're teaching in universities in Colorado and California, and neither can I. I want to jump into this. I'm just going to introduce this because I'm still studying a lot on this. There's a lot more for me to try to grapple with, but it's called the 1619 Project. This is big, folks. This is if you want to kind of understand why this racism war is being all fought over again, it's because of this misinformation that's being taught. This came out by the from the New York Times. A journalist there, Nicole Hannah-Jones, I think got a Pulitzer for this, for this project that they did called the 1619 Project. Apparently... That was the year the first slaves came into the Americas. Uh, back then we had colonies, the Virginia colony. 30 black slaves were traded and brought into, into the colony on August uh, 1619. And they want to say, and, and I'm just going to give you an overview of this. They want to say this. This, this is what this article, what the 1619 Project is trying to teach, that that is the real true beginning of, of America, that the real story of America is based on this event when slaves came into this country. It's not like no one, no one else ever in the world had slaves, but they, you know, when America had them, that is the, you know, you know the dawning moment of this uh, fledgling nation. But then she goes on to say that the whole idea, the whole purpose of the revolution wasn't to free ourselves from tyrants in England so much so that we could have freedom. No. 
It was so that we could keep our slavery because it was feared that England was going to stop slavery and therefore it could stop slavery here in the colonies. And so they needed to break with uh, with Britain so that we could continue to profit off the backs of these poor human beings. That's what the 1619 Project is pretty much saying. And there's a whole lot more <laughs> that they're trying to say. But the idea of our founding nation is being rewritten. And this is what our young people are being taught. I'm going to get more into that as I try to understand this, okay? It's quite lengthy, and I'll share that with you. But uh, this, you know, that term woke, you know, if you've been, if you're woke, it means that you have been awoken, <laughs> awakened. I, I don't know uh, where the grammar is on that, on that part, but you are now aware. You are now uh, woke, made aware, alert, to the true past of the sins of this nation. All right. Let me get into this as well. I think we got time. There's another book that's very popular, and young people are consuming it in schools. It's written by Howard Zinn. Don't know much about him. But his book is A People's History of the United States. Two million copies have been published. It was first published back in 1980. So this has been going on for 30, 40 years, this indoctrination in our schools and colleges. Now, this article is a little old, so maybe more copies have been written, but uh, this was written back in 2016. So it's not that that dated, but here's what, um, what they're trying to suggest. Around 1776, certain important uh, people in the English colonies made a discovery that would prove enormously useful to the next 200 years. They found that by creating a nation, a symbol, a legal unity called the United States, they could take over land, profits, and political power for fa uh, from favorites of the British Empire. In the process, they could hold back a number of potential rebellions and create a consensus of popular support for the rule of a new privileged leadership. So basically, what, they, what this book is suggesting is that the Founding Fathers were only interested in the profits that they could make by this. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. It's amazing. Um the lies that are being taught in the schools. And, uh, and th then this article goes on to say, the AP European history curriculum is no better. It presents religion only as an instrument of power that minimizes of the evil, and it also minimizes the evil of communism and omits the importance of liberty, of freedom. Um, we need to realize there is a battle well, we've lost the battle. The fight, the fight's been going on in, in the in closed door uh, meetings over what's going to get into our curriculum and what's going to be taught to our children. And uh, what's been in there for quite some time is teaching our kids poison. They're poisoning our children's minds and teaching them and giving them 
ideas that um, that our founding fathers were just simply bigots. They were uh, only interested in profits and power, and uh, you know, stealing it away from from England so that they could set themselves up as a privileged leadership. And, um, and that they could keep their profits by keeping the slaves in action. Um, now, it is true that our founding fathers failed in their original attempt to build our nation to really, truly make every man equal. They believed in it. But sadly, the southern states, which, by the way, is where the Democrat Party was largely at work. That's a part of history that we have to come to terms with. We have to admit it, and it still needs to be uh, said that uh, th their economy was largely based upon that, and um, and they didn't wrestle with it. They didn't fight with it hard enough. They couldn't, you know, a compromise was made so that they could create a union and create the break, and they kind of let that thing go, and it. And because they didn't have the courage to, to deal with it, it created trouble for us in the future and it's still creating trouble for us today. Yes, we, we admit that. But the good news is we made changes. We corrected the errors. It was painful, but we have corrected them. But some people are still trying to bring it back and fight this issue again and again and again because they've been taught to play the victim card and uh, instead of loving our nation, they're being taught to hate it. We're going to have to stop there. I want to talk more about this in the future. So join us again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.